Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my two returning co-hosts, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello. 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 There we go. Keep it simple. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that way I can't balls it up. Yes. <laughs> hey, y'all just do your own thing. It's uh be your freewheeling out there. Um, yeah, they will be returning their uh, two current characters. <laughs> and, uh, well, I know he says current. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clanless Rogar or Rogar McLeod, the uh, dragonborn paladin sorcerer, and uh, Varys, our newest addition, the Eldritch Knight. And things got a little interesting last session, and I want to say, you know. Um, you learned some things, you did some things, you were horrified by some things. I think that's what I call a success. Yeah, um, if you if a, if a session could make you make your ass clench, I would say yes, that is a very <laughs> successful session. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's let's do a little recap, you guys. Well, you started to explore the lovely city of Sarnath a little bit more. Um, you found your way to a tavern, which was just stacked with skeletal remains and bodies and lots of awful, horrible things. Rogar decided to eat a bit of ancient dried citizen jerky and uh, learned a little bit about the city. And while that was going on, Varys went to explore the upstairs and you found a poster talking about a celebration of the day. And uh, you'd, you'd start to notice throughout the town these like thin strips of string and like rotted cloth. And you assume maybe these used to be like bright, bold decorations that have just been lost to the uh, sands mm. of time. And Rogar got a little bit of a flash of what you assume to be these people's last moments as the entire tavern was just having a normal day and then erupted in horrifying violence. And seems everyone in there either killed themselves, killed each other, or left to go kill some other people elsewhere in the city. You, But that was the last you saw, as the uh, guys who eyes you were seeing through had his head caved in by his friend. Fun times. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was um, nice, dreamy sort of stuff, yes. It was um, mm. something to just warm your cockles before you go to bed. Yeah, that's, that's what I aim for. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you decided to bed down amongst the dead. Because, I mean, that's fine for the ghouls, but to uh, Varys, that was a little disturbing. Absolutely. And while you were on watch, in fact, Varys, you heard something peculiar. You heard lots of whispering voices, and you looked out the window and saw some robed creature loading bodies on the back of a wagon. Mm. And that's, uh, you decided not to confront him? Yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you just uh, finished your long rest. You know, let, let's not pull that thread just yet. Let's find out what's going on. But you have been hearing the voices of your uh, mercenary company that currently, as far as you're aware, are dead or missing through the plains somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, the two of you woke up, went off into the city. You're feeling that constant presence of dread that's just hanging over like your every action move. Like This whole place is just dragging you down into almost just complete despair and as you're exploring more and more you're finding more ghoul bodies you found a bunch of ghoul bodies that were leading off in a different direction but you decided no let's keep going to the 
the city center and see what happened there because that's what the poster was talking about in terms of celebration you assume that's where the big things would happen and that's where the main temple of the city is as well and when you got there you found what seems to have been a parade of death you found hundreds of skeletons and just desiccated remains all leading towards a giant I don't know how to describe it other than just a massive pit in the center of the city. And I think I described it as being about 300 feet deep mm. at a rough guess. And at the bottom, it was just filled with like skeletal remains. It was like, it's like where you described it, it was like a moat for the temple, but... Oh, it's actually yeah. an actual hole in the middle of the city oh, center. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. like it's right in the middle. I say it's about 200 foot radius, I believe. I have it written down yeah, as... Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like a literal circle in the middle of the city center, and all right. these people marched towards it and jumped in or threw people in or something. But you see a lot of uh, a lot of death in that area. And as you were looking around this city center, you saw just a host of spirits just watching you. These shadowy creatures that haven't attacked you, haven't tried to interact with you, but have just stared at you the whole time you've been in here. Mm. And that's kind of where we left you guys. You were stood next to the pit and deciding what to do next i was gonna say is there any like all the bodies that are around us because i assume there's still some around us not just in the pit oh yeah yeah yeah. they're everywhere is there is there any like flesh on any of them at all um you could do me an investigation be a bit like in the tavern where you might be able to find like a tiny bit of flesh can i help him with that uh yeah i say you can both root through the corpses yeah okay so i roll with advantage yeah Yeah. an 11 and 11, uh, I'm afraid that's not good enough. Uh, you search around through a few skeletons, but there's it's been so long. Like You're talking like a lot of these bones almost turn to dust when you touch them, so trying to find a bit of meat. You were very lucky in the tavern to find anything, but at least in this area, you're not, you're not coming up with anything. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. I was just, did any of, while we were, you know, rooting through these, like, corpses and stuff, did any of the, uh, did, would I notice if any of the ghosts have moved at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. While you're rooting through, none of them seem to move. They're all just stood there staring. They're just, they've got this just completely silent vigil of your actions. They don't seem to be attacking or moving or anything. It's mm. mm. a bit strange. That's kind of, uh, I was hoping I might get a bit of a reaction. Um, you, you just, if you're disturbing them, maybe even if spirit is associated with that body, if it is associated with that body. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know. Or if they knew, you know, maybe they knew who it was. You know, you know mm. what I mean? Any Anything like that. But um, hmm. I, I don't particularly want to go into the pit. Can we see the bottom of the pit? Um, it's daylight. So I'd say with the sun up, well, the two suns up, you could see the bottom of it. You'd rough guess it's about a 300-foot drop. And you can see, well, given the amount that you can see around it, you're assuming bones at the bottom. It's just completely covering the bottom of this pit. Right, nothing to note possibly down there. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't. I don't really want to. I don't want to get. I don't. I don't really want to get in the pit because you, you, you would be kind of not. Even if we weren't trapped, it's just not a. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't sound good to go into the pit. Do you know what no, I mean? No, you'll be cornered. <laughs> you'll be cornered. Yeah. Um, what if we send Meatbone down? Because he can climb up and down. Well, he could climb up and down no easier than one of us, really. Mm. Yeah, do do you realize this is a sheer built drop? It's not like a dug hole with like handholds. Right. It's brick. Like there's a wall around it that I think I described as being about hip high. Yeah, oh, so it's like a well. 
Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a good like way a gigantic it's like a well. massive well, yeah. So I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know. Um, I don't. I, the temple's directly across from it. Yep, the temple is just on the other side of it, like a little bit away from the town center. Um, say there's shops and market stalls and things in the center, and like it's it's a massive what was once heavily populated city. Can I make a perception to see what kind of stalls it may have been? Uh, on the stalls, sure. Yeah. Uh, so perception twenty four. Nice. Uh, twenty four. Looking around the stalls, you see that the stalls are mostly you would assume maybe like foodstuffs that have just basically turned to like almost ash and just decayed mm. matter at this point. Um, you would say you get the impression that most of these stalls were set up for the celebration. So mm -hmm. there was like games of chance and fun for like people showing up almost like a festival feel. You find lots of these ones that are just empty with decayed matter on that you assume were like food for people to just buy and have a fun time. You guess in terms of like actual shops for like equipment and items and things like that were probably inside the buildings. Hmm. So I was hoping there may be something on them that would like give us a clue to obviously more information about what they were celebrating. It's a case of do we want to risk going in any of the buildings around the outside or do we want to go towards the temple? Well, I mean, we, we know from the um, from the dream that they were celebrating a thousand years of Sarnath. Hmm. You know, so like the city had been around that long or, you know, the people, um, you know, the, the race that... What, yeah. I was thinking maybe something more like the activities that they would be doing. Like you say, there was yeah. like games of chance or something like that. Or if there was something more like, I don't know, if it was some sort of like a ritualistic sort of thing. Right, right. Um, I'm thinking, the, I'm still thinking the temple's possibly the best bet. You know, if anything's protected by something, it's probably going to be the temple. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I'm thinking, you know, place of power, It look, you know, let's scout it out, really. That's kind of the idea. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, so, yeah I'm I think down we're, with that. We're, I think we're going to continue to head towards the temple, Cookson. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you start making your way around the, the pit and towards the temple itself. And as you're getting closer, you see this this magnificent, multicolored, spired temple is just... It's beautiful. It's even standing the test of time. But as you're getting closer to it, it's got that same decay as other buildings have, where it's missing pieces. And then you're finding stone and supplies on the ground like whether they were repairing it or something but it's even as magnificent and grand as it is it hasn't avoided whatever happened to the rest of the city and mm. it takes a little while to make it all the way around the bone pits and then you start to walk up like the large stairs you assume this was probably where a good chunk of the celebration was going to go because as you're getting up the stairs you notice they had like uh, a bit of a platform set up that at this point is just mostly crumbled into just rotten wood and you were guessing perhaps there was going to be speeches. I think um, if you remember from the poster, they said that uh, people would be in attendance, the rulers of the uh, city. So like the king and the high priest and the commander were all going to be in, in attendance. Okay. Yeah. And this was probably where it was going to happen, like right in front of this magnificent temple. But as you presumably, are you going just straight inside the temple or are you just getting close to it? Uh, we're getting. Well, I'm thinking we're getting up to the door. I, I, I just as 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 we're walking along, I'd just like to, if I, if I can, uh, do like a perception check to see if any of the uh, the ghosts are moving at all. Mm. Uh, I'll say you can just see that like they're not okay. moving. They're all just stood there. 
Okay. Right. So yeah, I'm thinking we still had uh, we're still you know, we're heading up to the temple door and you know, um well I'm guessing we'll be knocking, so I mean do we do we want to knock or do we want uh, are we assuming it's empty? Well, I'll say as you get close to the door, the the door is just like horribly rotten wood as well, but it is ajar. Right. Do you want to take a perception through the crack of the door to see what we can see on the inside without disturbing it, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that is that possible, Cookson? Yeah, you can uh, stick your head and see what you see. Oh, God. <laughs> a, a wonderful seven with advantage. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> seven. Um, you try to stick your head in. I mean, it's very dusty, very dirty inside. I mean, the best you get with a seven is just giving a quick glance around. You see... This probably was once a very just magnificent place. Like as I say, it was the inside as you're looking around was covered in gold that's all just tarnished and worn now, or even just stripped away in some places where you see holes to the outside where lights just shining through. You can look around and all the banners are just moth-eaten strips of fabric. The giant like stained glass windows that are high up on the tower and the spires are just smashed. It's from outside you just Glancing around, that's the best you can do with a seven without going inside. Well, mm-hmm. I relay that back to Varys. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going to, uh, as I do it, I'm just going to put my arm out, you know, as if, like, ladies first. <laughs> I'm, um, not say, I'm not saying ladies first, but, you know. I'm going to say, well, if you can't see much from where we are, would it be, wouldn't it be wise if we tried to sneak in and see what we can see from the inside? Maybe we could get a better view. Well, you know, uh, as you probably already realised, Varys, yes, uh, I'm a very large, noisy man, and <laughs> um, stealthing anywhere probably not Rogar's best suit. Hmm. So, um, you know, uh, you are uh, a slightly more slender person myself. Uh, if you were uh, fancy taking a, a bit of a sliver in there, you know, it's a bit like a snake. Hmm. Yeah, I look at I look at Meatbone and go, feeling brave. Hmm. Do me a persuasion. <laughs> 16! Hmm. He shrugs and goes, Okay, we go in together. You first, though. Okay, I'd say follow me, and I will stealth in to just far enough so I can get a better view. So, uh, yeah, go on then. 14. 14. Uh, Meepo actually did quite well on top of that. Uh, cool. Okay, so the pair of you stealth inside, and yep, you walk in as quietly as you can. I mean, you try not to cause too much noise as you sort of disturb bits of the dust and the rotted away wood and stone that's all just fallen all over the floor at this point, but you feel confident that you've got inside quiet, and Varys, as your first look at this, Rogar's description is accurate. This place used to be beautiful, and now it is just mm. it's a ruin. Um, as you go inside, what you're, what you can immediately see is just at the end of what would have been like the, the main walkway with like pews on either side, you see a massive altar behind that. You can see two large statues, Hmm. Uh, but on the altar, the thing that's, well, two things immediately take your attention. One, you see a skeleton who is lying on these few stone steps that lead up to the main altar and he's got his hand outstretched towards the altar itself. And on the altar, or just on the side of it, that you can see facing the door, is scrawled 
the word doom. Ooh. And if you approach it a little bit closer, you can see that it is scrawled in blood. Doom, some rituals happened here. Um, I will... I don't really want to go up closer, really, just yet. Um, I'm just wondering if I can make a... Uh, that's what's immediately caught my eye. Can I make a persuade, a perception check just to see if there's any more... Obviously, because we come in, is there any more I can see, or...? Um, that's what you... That's the best you can see in the room. If you want to start investigating things, see what you find. Hmm. That would involve me going up to it, though, wouldn't it? Um, well, you can investigate the room if you want. Yeah, I'll do that. Room. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Are, do you, are you asking me to come in the room, or am I staying outside while you do this? Just well, obviously, I'll come in as... I've not noticed anyone. Yeah, so I may as well... Yeah, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wave you in. Right, right. I'll, I'll, and, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come into the room, uh, and then obviously I'll point out what I've seen to you. So the, the skeleton reaching out to the altar, and the the word doom, right. sprawled um, in blood. Rogar's particularly interested in like in the altar and maybe trying to find out which god this temple was to. Mm. Um, would would I be able to do a religion check and get any kind of signs from here, or would I have to look at something closer? Uh, we can do me a few things. So if you want to look at the altar, it's a just a general investigation. If you want to look at the statues behind it, that would be a religion. Uh, and if you want to investigate the full room itself, just to see if there's anything important in there, that'd be an investigation from one of you. So what, are you, what are the pair are you doing? So I'll, I'll investigate the room if you want, if you want to have a look at the altar. Yeah, that's fine. You can do yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, I'll investigation. A 19. 19, cool. Can, can Meatbone help me investigate the altar? Uh, yeah, he'll come with you and kind of help look around things with you. An 18. Nice. 18. Cool. And uh, if you want to do me a religion for the uh, statues, yeah. Meatbone can't help on that one, though. He has no clue. Uh, I don't get advantage if I consult the book, won't I? Could, hang on, so what, could I help on that? No, you would have no, no idea. I, I, I didn't think I Rogar's only getting it because he's proficient in religion, so he might be able yeah. to take a guess at what they are. He wouldn't know them anyway. Nine. Nine. Okay, so a few things then. Um, what you notice at the altar with your uh, 18, peculiarly, the blood that this word doom is spelled in looks fresh. And if you reach out to touch it, to try like smudge it or wipe some of it away, you come away with a little bit of blood on your finger, but right, the word doom is still there. Like, you can actively try to like smear it, but it still remains as the word doom. Right, okay. It's like it's, like it's an enchantment almost. Yeah, like something is going on there that's mm. just keeping it there. Secondly, as you look at the altar, you realize with an 18 that something was supposed to be on this altar and it's not there. You can see like the uh, the slight scuffing of the stone where something used to rest on top of this altar, something like big and heavy, but okay. uh, it doesn't seem to be there anymore. Um, with a nine, looking at the two statues, you don't recognize either of them. Uh, you have no idea what they are. Best guess, one of them seems to be holding a sword and a shield, uh, probably some sort of deity of conquest or war or something. The other one... Uh, is holding a sack that looks kind of like maybe a coin purse or something. So maybe it's mercantilism or wealth or something like that. That's very broad of what you get. Um, mm. You do notice one thing, Rogar, resting at the foot of the statue with the sword and shield is an actual shield, seemingly left there as some sort of offering. 
oh right okay can i uh can i pick it up uh well as you go towards that i'll do um Varys's yeah. side so Varys, as you're kind of going mm-hmm. around the temp the rest of the uh the temple you do notice one thing there's a bit of cloth that is still intact and as you kind of like tug it aside on one of the walls it falls away completely and you see this massive fresco that's still mostly intact mm-hmm. and what you see when you look at it is quite an interesting scene you see what you guess is some of Sarnath's history depicted in almost a uh, what's the word almost uh, like a revered style of like art form to show off what they've done and sort of like a timeline yeah but this seems to be detailing a specific event and what's interesting is your first thought would be why why this why what's so important to them about this but you see a depiction of soldiers wearing the sort of armor that you've seen some of the town guard like the rotted armor now but you see very clearly the symbol of sarnath on it on their breastplates they are traveling past what looks like a lake which you're guessing is probably the lake outside the city yeah and they are putting another city to the torch and to the sword you see these depictions of these best to say is like frog-like creatures they're a little bit shorter than a regular um, human would be and they've got this uh, dark greenish skin and they say they look very like amphibian in the face Mm. and whoever this artist is has made them look like horrifying like repulsive to look at and the people of Sarnath are slaughtering them they are they're blatantly showing themselves as burning their houses killing every last one of these creatures and then the final part of the fresco shows the people of Sarnath taking a statue a small statue like probably about two foot in height looks to be some sort of large idol of a big reptilian creature at least that's as best you can tell from the fresco and the soldiers are taking it away from this burning city that's behind them and seeing this you're kind of drawn back to the poster that you read. Mm. How these people paint themselves in their works and how they talk about themselves. You remember it said the thousand year anniversary of the great cleansing. Mm. I say like it's they describe themselves as the sole rulers of Minar, that Sarnath is glorious and they're, they're the greatest race to walk the world. You're starting to get that these people they glorified a horrific act and probably just one of many acts whatever they've done in these lands they were ruthless and they were cruel and they did whatever they wanted to do to kill anyone that wasn't from their city mm, that thought Paris just thinks back and think this sounds like Kren and I just feel a bit disgusted and yeah and then I'm just thinking back there's that you said it was uh, they went past a lake and the um, there was a there was like a, a city or a town burning in the background of that lake. Yeah, there was a city that's has been depicted as being smaller than Sarnath and less advanced, but it looks like a quite a populated city. Yeah, I'm thinking that might have been what we saw on the way in. Mm, possible, but then again, a thousand years since they cleansed it. Well, well, mm-hmm. I suppose maybe the you know the poor and stuff might live there, maybe. Mm. But this could also be that. This what's happened to this city 
could yeah. be a repercussion of what has happened to the cleansing. Like I say, a thousand year anniversary. It's quite good timing. Oh yeah. Um, see, I, I, <sighs> but then obviously I point I point to I let Bunkle know not Bunkle Rogar know about the um, statue that had been taken. It's just, clearly. I say to Rogar, I say, clearly, obviously, they took this as a prize of, of war and they would have revered it somewhat and maybe it could would I, have come... Gone. I, I was just going to say, could I... After, like, if um, Varys has called me over and um, once I've had a look at the uh, shield, would I be able to do a religion check on the statue? Like, the yeah. picture of the statue, even? From the fresco? Um, I would say, yes, you could do a religion check on it. Are you going to consult the book as well, or just go for it? Um, I'll use. I'll, I'll definitely use the book. Okay. Is, is that a yes then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. If you want to use it. Uh, yeah, I'll use the book. I'll, I'll, um, so, yeah, I'll use the book and I'll uh, use advantage. It, oh, e. And not twenty. <laughs> not twenty, and uh, also roll me a d one hundred. Thirty-five. God damn, man! You can't roll over the thing for this. <laughs> anyway, well, I get to give you a short-term madness. Fun for me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Let's see what you get. <laughs> you get the um, you get the same one you did last time. Actually, you are you retreat into your mind and you're paralyzed. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, brilliant. <laughs> for oh my god, for ten minutes. Oh, nice. So <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like. So, what do you get from the? Um, do you know this? What this statue is, or Rogar? Rogar, don't be a dick, Rogar. <laughs> and I kind of like just turn to him, and just sort of like. Shake him on his shoulder. I won't move. Uh, I was like, Rogar! I was like, me, Bo, come here. Um, I, I think your friend seems to have, I don't know. Have a look at this poster for me, Meepo. Is there anything special on this? Anything particularly scary that I'm not getting? Because he seems to be frozen stiff, like scared stiff. <laughs> Meepo will kind of lope over and he sort of pokes Rogar a little bit like, oh, he broken. <laughs> <laughs> He dead? <laughs> mm, kind of sniffs him a little bit. No, he's still alive. Just very, very quiet and not moving. Has he gone to sleep? Mm, Meatbone bites your hand a little bit. No response. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to move. <laughs> Curious. Kind of scratches yeah. his chin. <laughs> bit strange. So, yeah... Um... So you guys are just going to mince around me? <laughs> I'm just thinking because I was like, right, well, we'll just give him a minute. We won't leave the room, uh, Meatbow. We'll just give him a minute, see if he comes around. Um, Did I pick the shield up? Uh, yeah, I'd say it was probably in your hand as you stood right. there. Oh, in that case, then I noticed obviously he's walked up with a meat with a shield. Can I do an investigation on the shield just to see if there's anything I can see on there that's interesting or any symbols or anything? Ah, uh, you could do me an arcana. Yeah, I know what it is. Why not? Seven. Seven. Ah, uh, you have no clue. Uh, if you spent uh, a short rest studying it, I'd let you know what it was. Uh, yeah, I can do actually. Because how long was the short rest? An hour. 
Do we short rest in the temple with everyone out there? You know, think to yourself, well, well, you don't know how long I'm going to be stuck mm, for. This is so it, what I mean. Well, obviously you're stuck. You're not moving, so I may as well make. A, yeah, we could do. We'll do a short rest. We'll do a short rest so I can find out about it. Okay. So um, if you do, a sh- is is there anything I get back from that while doing a short? Uh, you can roll. You can roll hit dice, and you get your short rest abilities back, which for you is like action surge. Brilliant. Which I never. I did. not think I used it anyway. I think I, was, I had second wind to use, which I don't think I do get back, do I? Uh, you already we, we did a long rest as well, anyway. So saying, we you already. All oh, right. Oh God, yeah, no mind. So yeah, not use that, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'll use the short rest to find out about the shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you attune to it effectively. Um, yeah. And as you do so, <laughs> I, just, I just rip it it's out. Still of his in hand. my hand. <laughs> <laughs> pull it out of his paralyzed hand. <laughs> I am old of it. Twenty-one strength, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. Does he take the ten minutes to try pry it from your fingers? <laughs> or does he just cold dead fingers? <laughs> or does he just like hold on to the handle bit behind it while you're still holding it? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh... Like ten minutes in, you let go of the uh, shield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, no, 10 minutes in, I wake up. It doesn't mean I let go. <laughs> <laughs> so just like, you know, oh, sorry, I won't know. Yeah. Can I just tell them we're trying to figure out what it is for you? Sort of thing, or is that too meta? Is that meta? Well, you, you you can tell me that you, like, it, it, well, I suppose if I wake up, you can, like, well, come to, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You could just, just say that. This is what it is, and I can possibly hand it you back. Well, you just say that you notice I don't carry one, but also you don't. I've got a shield. Have you? Yeah. All oh, right. I thought you had a longsword. Oh no, no you I have a longsword and a shield. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I suppose you can. You suppose you can borrow it. Yeah. I just. It, this, oh, yeah. I want it back though. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I'm borrowing it. I'm, I'll borrow it. Uh, I suppose. I suppose I'll let him look at it since he does carry a shield on the proviso that I get it back. That's fair. Okay. So he's going to attune to it for the moment. So while he's doing that, I will tell you what you learnt from the book. As you look at the uh, the fresco and you kind of study this idol that the people of Sarnath are taking back to their city, you do recognize it and you kind of flash back a little bit to pictures you've seen in the book of a very similar looking idol. And it relates to a creature known as Bukruk, the water lizard. A great old one of vengeful violence, storms, and the waters. He's normally worshipped by non-humanoid amphibious races. So these frog amphibious looking people that you see in this picture. And actually sometimes by the Nori as well and some other creatures you're vaguely aware of also occasionally worship this this entity. Nori's fucking dead. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Bokrog is often described as being asleep, but he rouses from a slumber either by direct worship or to deliver horrific vengeance. <laughs> and the things that you know about it with your, uh, with your religion role there, I'd say Bokrog himself tends to appear as a gigantic lizard, just a truly monstrous form. And when he appears as this like avatar state of his true self, everything around him begins to revert back to nature, almost as if time rewinds to a certain degree. 
basically any civilized or built-up areas start to revert to their primeval state. The materials that were made to build them start returning to the ground or vanish or end up just appearing as they were during construction. And you start to realize that's what's happened to the city. That's why so much of it is just missing chunks in places and there's piles of stone. These people, they weren't attacked and had a chance to rebuild themselves. Whatever attacked them killed them. And then this influence continued to wash over the city. Ah. Yeah. So that's why, that's what was on that altar. They worshipped it. And then a thousand years later, it's gone, oh, that must have been like the embodiment of it. And then it appeared. And then well, it's gone to, yeah, it's gone to town on the city. Well, it's it's appeared because they're not the true worshippers of it, are they? The true, it's awoken no. from its slumber, expecting to be worshipped by, and I'm guessing maybe they, maybe they awoke it because they started worshipping it after they'd stole it from the original people. Mm. And then it's gone, well, you're not the original people. Fuck you guys. You get the impression from the depiction in the fresco and knowing this, that these people probably took the statue as spoils of war, yeah. probably more in an oh. act of desecration than of worship. Oh. So it's done it out of revenge. It's done it out of revenge because it's a vengeful... It, yes. it delivers vengeance for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Do, you, does it, does, do I get that relayed back to me? Yes, definitely. Back. I'll tell you what they're mm. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah. So Varys just spits on the floor and goes like, "They fucking deserved it. Mm. If this is what, if this is the case, they fucking deserve it. What, what right do they have to wipe out a civilization? They got what they deserved." And um, from that, Rogar, you remember from your uh, vision of what that guy was thinking before he died? This was like a yearly celebration. They celebrated butchering these people, like. Like it was just yeah. a fucking holiday. And this was like the big event. It'd been a thousand years since they'd cleansed Manar of these, according to their depictions, these horrible amphibian creatures. Like it's hard to feel sorry for what happened to the people here. But yeah. uh, I'll leave that up to you guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, fuck sorry. these guys. <laughs> Varys is on the same wavelength. Fuck these guys. Yeah, these guys were scumbags. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if Ferris is taking a long rest to figure out what's happening with the shield, mm. so, you got, so if you've woke up after ten, that's what you figured out. You've got about fifty minutes because it's a short rest, isn't it? So, well, also to figure out, like, to basically, I don't want to say scan. I don't. I don't want to say scan the room, but I'm thinking about looking up the other, like, the two statues in the book. Maybe I don't know if that's a good idea, though. Well, I'd say from your previous role that they didn't recognize anything you thought about, whether in the book or not. You're guessing, like, they must have been something that the Sarnath people worshipped, but it didn't seem that, uh, it didn't seem to be something that you'd seen or recognized before. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, is there, do you want to investigate any more of the temple while you're here or while, uh, Varys is attuning? Dead body. Yeah. You can have a look at yeah. the dead body. So, uh, Give me actually. I would say this wouldn't really take an investigation because I mean, he's basically a skeleton with a robe, and he's only got one thing on him anyway. Um, oh, as you kind of poke and prod at the uh, skeletal remains, you do find um, a small book inside the robes, or at least what's left of the robes. Okay, and it looks to be temple records. You take a guess that maybe this man was the high priest. 
or at least the current high priest of the temple. Hmm. And reading through the uh, the temple records, where, would you start at the latest entry, or would you kind of go back to the earlier ones? Start at the I'd I'd start at the latest entry just to you know, and then uh, I'd probably try that, and then I don't know, first entry maybe. Sure. Uh, so the latest entry, the the last one he wrote before he seemingly died and left this message, or perhaps he didn't leave the message, we don't know. But the most recent entry seems to all be about this celebration. He's openly just describing how it's going to be such a magnificent day. Um, it's been a thousand years since the destruction of Ib. It's the name of the either city or people that you learn there. It's just spelled okay. I-B. Uh, he seems really happy about that. Like, it's just, this was a great day for their people. And he talks about how he's so honored that the king is going to be speaking in the town center soon. Okay. And in, in the city square. So, um, yeah, it's basically, he's talking all about the celebration. Is Ari's robes, like, intact at all? No, they're, like, barely cloth at this point. Shame, but there's and there's nothing else on him at all. Uh, not you can see, no, just um, skeletons. But, um, is there, is there anything? Well, I'm just wondering if there is anything like relating to these people in the room that you know I, I could pick up. Uh, well, I'll say, uh, looking back through the records as well, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, looking at the yeah. earlier stuff, you realize this isn't just his records, this is records of previous high priests as well. Okay. Like they don't they don't make too many notes. It's like, you know, there's detailing important events, so like this thousand year celebration. And near the start, you find a record of so the record says that the high priest at the time had been found dead by whoever was writing this particular record. Okay. The death was particularly notable because it came not long after the destruction of Ip and the high priest who was found, a man called Taran Ish, scrawled okay. the word doom upon the altar and that the, and that the idol that had been placed on the altar was missing. Oh, that right, priest okay. seems to think it was stolen. Right, mm. okay. Well, that, that would make sense. That would be, if everything's returning back to its original state, maybe that's the state it's returning back to. Yeah. So may, maybe... Maybe it's still returning. Maybe it's still returning, but maybe... The, uh, the statue was originally on that altar and then somebody's come in, killed him and taken it and that's why they went and, like, and basically got it back. So you know what I mean? Say the statue might be back where it was originally. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is maybe, maybe, maybe they've taken this city from these people mm. and it was originally there. You know, so when they've come in, they've taken it from these people and like, but then obviously when, when, when you go to war with people, there's always a back and forth, isn't there? Yes. So then they've come, they've come in to get their statue back, taken it back, and then they finished them off, which is why they then celebrate that day, because that was the day they killed all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like they, mm. like they, like they destroyed the resistance. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe, 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 that, maybe that's me reading into it too much. But it would make sense that if the idol's gone missing, then that, and that's the time that it's reverted back to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll say this. All, all you kind of glean from this is that these people, uh, the people of Ib, were wiped out. And the language that, that's used is always like they exterminated them or they cleansed the land or they just 
basically squashed them like bugs as far as these as the people from Sarnath were concerned. They took this idol in as like spoils of war and haha, we defeated you and your crappy god type thing. And then this priest who is writing a note reports the previous high priest dying, doesn't say how he died, and that this note of doom was scrawled there, but also the idol was missing. So that's mm. what you're gleaning. That's what you glean from it. But I'll let you guys draw your conclusions from that. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I'll probably just like mooch around in the room a little bit and try and like you know, and just you know, I don't know. If I'm waiting for Varys, if I'm waiting for Varys to take a short rest, and I know that's what he's doing, I'll obviously be keeping a bit of a, keeping a lookout to see if anything's moving, anything's going on. But you know, take it in turns with uh, Meatbone. Well, I'll say this while you're reading the book and you're kind of like getting to the end of the records and like, oh, so that's that's what these guys thought happened. Um, mm-hmm. You start to notice black smoke rising from the stone floor in the room. And unfortunately, due to a very bad stealth roll from me, you watch as this shadowy robed entity rises out of the ground and begins to reach towards you. And Rogar, you recognize a similar shape to what the priest robes maybe once were and that you can see in some of the depictions around the room. But right. you also recognize a wraith. No. Reaching out from the ground towards you. And we're all going to roll some initiatives. Hey, Have I figured out what that shield is yet? Uh, you've got it on. I'll say, yeah, go on. By the time he's finished reading the book you'll realize it is a spell guard shield. Okay. Um, it requires attunement, which you've done. It is a very fancy-looking shield covered in gold and jewels and all these like Ooh. arcane symbols on it. Um, while holding the shield, you have advantage on saving throws against spells or other magical effects. Ah, so constitution saves and things like that. Well, any spell. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Yep. And spell attacks, so like directed firebolts and other things, have disadvantage against you. Oh, oh wonderful. What? Yeah. I'm having that fucker back. <laughs> is that, it's my base AC for it still too? Yep. Okay. So, so armor type would be... Motherfucker. NA, put it. So magic bonus, none, total AC too. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yep, yep. Acts like a normal shield otherwise, but it has those bonus effects for you. Awesome. So... Anything's magic related against me, I have advantage essentially. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, awesome. I rolled a 15. 15? Six. I always forget that you have no initiative bonus. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I well. have a plus three. Ah, oh, which aggravatingly means Rogar goes before me. Yay. <laughs> Meat bone. Oh, I have a plus five. Oh, no, I put it on. Sorry. And Meatbone, what do you got? Oh, wow, Meatbone actually goes first. Fucking hell. Varus, mm. bringing up the yep. rear at the end of initiative. Cool. Asper. So, as you guys were stood in this temple, this dark, shadowy, just sort of smoke starts to bleed through the floor and was followed soon after as this horrifying undead monstrosity that, Varus, you've never seen something like this before, but Rogar, you are intimately familiar as... I think we've mentioned this before, but I think the last fight that ever happened in our campaign before we started a podcast was against a wraith that almost killed you all. Yes, it did. <laughs> awesome. 
But it's been a long time, and you know, you're you're different people than you were then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, I'm burning a first level spell slot to use Eclipse, just so you know, so that's an hour. Okay. Sounds good to me, mate. Yeah. Um, right. Meatbone is going to run to your aid here, Rogar, as he was just sat over with Barris at the time. And he will jump into a flanking position and try rake his claws across this creature. Cool. And see if he hits. <laughs> Natural one. Oh! Swing and a miss for Meatbone. No! <laughs> My buddy, so, Yeah. Meatbone comes loping over and takes a swing at this wraith, but his claws just go straight through that sort of smoky, robe-like form that the entity has and does absolutely nothing. So, Rogal, it is your turn. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, I'll take a swing at it with Eclipse. Uh, with advantage. Um, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, 13 with 14. So, 13 hits. Because oh, this thing does not have very good AC. And um, I can re-roll a damage dice. You can indeed. So yeah, it's actually 16 damage. 16 damage? Yep. However, you notice Eclipse doesn't quite do as much destructive damage as you're used to as the blade goes through this thing's form and this thing's form almost disperses around the blade. And yeah, he doesn't take quite as much as you thought. Okay, so I'll take another one then. Oh, it's a 29 and 15. But right. I'll stick a divine smite on that bitch. There you go. Um, it, I'm a, well, it is an undead, isn't it? <laughs> it's very clearly an undead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's 3d8s. Uh, no, sorry, it's more. It's 4d8s. Depends what level of wait, divine smite you're doing. So, so we're doing. So. Extra damage is 2d8 for a first level, plus 1d8 for each extra level, plus another d8 because it's undead. So that's yep. 4d8. Jeez. Mm, burn those spell slots. Okay. Uh, that's another 16 damage on top of that. 16 damage on top of that. Cool. So you swing again with Eclipse, and once more this thing tries to disperse around your blade, but then you just infuse it with that divine energy, and this just explosion of green radiance starts to disperse its entire body, and it just screams in hate at you. And it takes a chunk more damage than it was expecting to take. I will send you back to hell, vile beast. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's its turn. As the wraith begins to pull its body back together, you can just about make out a humanoid face kind of flickering in and out of this shadowy form, and it just goes, How dare you defy the temple? Die, unclean abomination. And he's gonna reach out and try to touch you. That is a horrifying miss. And he's going to go for a second attack. And that is a 22. Eight. Um, yeah, I'll cast shield. You're going to cast shield? Yeah. Wow. As he kind of reaches the skeletal, shadowy hand towards you, it's this weird incorporeal form. You think it's almost going to pass straight through your armor. And you decide, ah, fuck that. Magical armor is better. You cast shield. And his hand just 
like reflects away from the flash of magical energy, and it just stares hatefully at you. But you're realizing, especially since you fought one of these before, this one seems stronger than the previous one. It is just infused with so much malice and anger. It is just radiating it, and it almost seems to grow larger as it feeds upon it. And that's the end of its turn. Varys, you're up. Yeah, um, I am keeping my distance. Um, <laughs> so right now, obviously, I've, I've witnessed Rogar swing his sword, and it's not done very much, so I'm realising physical attacks aren't going to do shit. So I am going to attack with the... Um, Rogar's right, stood right next to it, isn't he? Yep, Rogar and Meatbone are currently flanking it. Right, in that case then, I am going to attack with a level 2 spell, and at the, at the risk of being a little bit repetitive, I'm going to use Scorching Ray at it. Cool, Scorching Ray. Yep, oh. level 2, so uh, where are we? Cast spell, so that's the first one. 19 with 7. Uh, 19 hits. A 9 with 4. And uh, 9 misses. Uh, last one, 20 with 6. 20. So two of those bolts of fire hit home on this creature's form. The last one just, well, the middle one kind of just goes wide and explodes against the altar. But um, you take a little bit of damage there, but you also notice that uh, fire doesn't seem to have the same impact either. Shit. At that point, I shout to Rogar and Meepo, is like, step back if you can. Uh, uh, we'd have to disengage, which would mean we'd take an attack of opportunity. Nah, disengage avoids attack of opportunity. Oh, does it? If right. you use your action to disengage, yes. Oh, and then 30 feet of movement? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Unless it has reach. Um, well, it depends how far its reach is. Well, hang on a minute. It's, um, it is Meatbone's turn, and yes. well, if you're going to yell that to embarrass, he'll look at you and go, Ah, okay and he will disengage and move back. I'll say he moves back 20 feet, goes back down the walkway in between the pews. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, it can it can move before your next turn, which is the worrying thing. Um, so if one of us move, if we both move away from it, it's still gonna, you're still gonna hit one of us if you're talking area of effect. Um, yeah. That, that's, my, that's my only worrying thought, um, because, I was thinking Rogar would probably move as well, but it's also likely that whatever you've got planned is probably going to hit, uh, whether I move or not. Um, hmm. Now, Rogar, it is your turn. So what are yeah, you Yeah, yeah. So I'll take a swing at it. You're going to take a swing at it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No more advantage. Uh, a 27 with 13, and I'll stick another Divine Smite on it. <laughs> so it's another 3d8. Uh, and that's uh, another 18 oh. on top of that, so that's uh, 31. Burning those spells lots. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, Eclipse doesn't seem to bite into it properly, but that just divine energy almost tears this creature's body apart, and it just manages to reform and still just staring with absolute hate at you, Rogar. It's a second attack? Yep, second attack. It's so definitely back, suffering. Back to the shadow. <laughs> uh, that's a 23 with 12 and guess what I'm throwing on the end of that yes <laughs> another divine smile <laughs> uh, that's another 10 so that's a 22 22 wow this thing forms back together again but it's shaky you can see like the shadows are just 
billowing off of it like smoke, and it's just struggling to keep any sort of corporeality to its form. But it is its turn. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to roll. Um, that's a 20. I forget, so I hate your AC. Yeah, but I'll cast shield. <laughs> cast shield again. I've <laughs> <laughs> done my spell slots, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just drain these spell slots, it's fine. <laughs> Alright, go for the second attack. Not with shield. Yeah. So yeah, both of its attacks just smash against this magical barrier. And yeah, it's it's looking hurt and Varus, you're up. Right, well I'll go to try my other idea. Um luckily I have a sort of like a sm um I was gonna say if it is area of effect, Paul, you have to beat a twenty-three to beat very AC. So oh. Most area of effects are saves, not attacks though. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Most. So in that case, I'm just going to try something as opposed to potentially really hurt you. So, if you're in the way, um, I'm going to use the level 1 version, and that is a Thunder Wave. Okay. Um, and it's, I'm going to cast it now. Cast Spell. So it is a DC 14 Constitution saving throw. It's not why it says Intelligence, but it's a, con yeah. it's con so it's a Constitution saving throw. DC, I'm assuming it's 14. Okay. Uh, yep, okay. Colin save. Hmm. So, and uh, just to describe this out, so a thundery, a wave of thundery force sweeps out from you uh, yep. in a 15-foot cone. Um, the spell also emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. Yep. Oh. So, uh, so what's uh, left of those stained glass windows certainly shatter. Uh, yep. Some of the pews crumble entirely. And my... Uh, Sadly, my poor boy is not immune to thunder damage, so this is probably his last hurrah. Yep, failed. So that'll be two D eight, two yeah, two D eight damage. So yeah, for all those for you, twelve. Uh, as you run up, and I mean, I don't know how you cast the spell as an Eldritch Knight, but I'm guessing you almost you can do like a smashing your hands together, and that this wave of thunderous force just explodes yep, out of me, them. Yep, works for me. Yep. Yep. And the wraith just gets torn apart by this wave of energy, and the smoke disappears, and the temple seems peaceful for the moment. Question: Does that hit me? Uh, no, I'd say he could angle it. Uh, Meatbone moved right. over twenty feet back, so he could just run up to the side and cube that way. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> oh, you had to make that awkward. Oh God! Didn't move. <laughs> hey, I tell you, I tell you what, lad. If if I hadn't moved, we'd still be fighting it. If sorry, if I hadn't moved, we'd still be fighting it. Um, oh, I don't, I don't think I'm not impressed. <laughs> uh, though, um, yeah, that uh, is, that um, magical energy I somewhat have seems to be a bit drained. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, as a note, I'm gonna uh, break out the pearl of power. Oh, okay. Um, to try and regain another level two spell. Uh, can I gain level two? I think I can. Yeah. Uh, is there any spell sort I choose, isn't it? I think, is it up to a certain level, like level three or something? I forget with the pull. Yeah, power. yeah. It replenishes one spell slot, um, and it's a full action, so but I'll do it, and I'll regain a level two. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I do apologize. I may have broke the temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but more worryingly, you may have attracted everything to us that's outside of it. <laughs> so, um, when, when, when you say that, 
Oh, bollocks. <laughs> Both of you hear, echoing in the distance, the sounds of a horn being blown. We need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, ooh. Do, do, does Meat recognise the horn? Oh, yeah. No, he, he shrugs and goes, that, that, that's not one of ours. Then we're fucking moving. Let's get out of here. Away from here. Yeah, let's get out of here. We found out what we needed to find out. Let's get out of here. Yeah, okay. I think it, we're think, I'm thinking heading around to that. Uh, maybe if we... You know where the ghoul bodies were before? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking we either head that way or we head to that... Um, you know those other buildings we saw from the lake? Yes, that's what I was thinking. Um, so which one do you want to do? Lake or ghouls? Um, first, we need to figure out what the hell is, is coming after us because we could be running straight at them. Um, yeah, but if we hear the horn, surely can we? Do we recognize the direction that the horn's coming from or not? Do me a perception. I'll help. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, try triangulate it between the two of you. Mm. Thirteen. Thirteen. Best guess, not too far away from where you are, but sounds like it's coming from slightly deeper in the city. Okay, let's get out of the sea. <laughs> yeah, let's get out. Of, let's head. Yeah, let's head towards it. Get, get out of there. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Get out so, of there. The plan here is you're running all the way back to the entrance to leave. Yes. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Okay. You guys run out of the temple, and again, all those spirits are just sat there having some sort of silent vigil. But I'd say, Rogar, from your just general religious knowledge and having read up now and understanding about these people, you understand why these, these spirits are so shadowy and dark. It's because they were awful people. And that's yeah. why the high priest turned into a wraith, because you know from speaking with... Ansir and uh, Halson previously that wraiths are made of just pure malice for like truly awful evil people turn into wraiths when they die. Yeah, like, Everything about these people were just horrible. And as you're running past all these shadowy spirits and you start running through the streets, you hear that horn go off again. Now behind you quite clearly but you don't see anything coming after you. You run past the alleyway where the dead ghouls were, and you start heading back down the street, past the house with the weeping creature, and you get back to the front gates. And so you're just running out of the city? Um, yeah, I think we're going to go, you know, back, back towards the, um, hmm. you know, that other, that, that other, like, settlement that yeah. we saw. Would we okay. notice if they were chasing us? You don't see anything chasing you. Right. No, do you actually, well, do you, do you want to... At the do moment. A, well, I'm thinking our options are we either try and find somewhere to hide or we keep going, like, we keep cheesing it, you know, back to that other village. Hmm. Thing is, though, if we cheese it into the village, you don't know if it's hostile or not again, so... Well, you know, corporeal people are probably slightly easier to kill than, like, you know, like... Well, let's say corporeal. Fair point. Word. But, you know, like, actual living people are probably slightly easier to kill than ghosts. Um, Fair and... point. Let's 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 boot it. Okay. So you both run out of the city gates, and as you reach about twenty foot past the gate, mm -hmm. both of you feel awful. You feel sickened and weak, and you begin to stumble a little bit. And I'd say both of you fall prone, as does Meatbone, and all three of you lose 
two points of constitution. Oh. Ah! Off our stats? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. This ain't uh, good. And well, you might want to do the math after that, because that affects your health as well. If it affects your bonus, which too will indeed affect your bonus. Yes, it will. Uh, so you lose one hit point. I'll leave you guys to do the math a little bit. Okay. okay um... And as you kind of stumble, both stumble forward, you're reminded as you look up at that ghoul body that is now bereft of armor, mm. and his withered, emaciated form crawling away from the city. Oh. So we need to go back into the city then. Looking that way. Right, um, okay. Um... As the pair of you look up and you notice the ghoul body, you can see a bit of the lake, and the lake is just... The water in the lake is so turbulent and just washing around, like, makes no sense because a lake can't have waves or dispersion of water unless something is moving in it but it just looks violent and angry, almost as if you're looking at a sea in the middle of a storm. And mm. as you look down the path that leads away from Sarnath that would eventually kind of lead around the lake, you see, at the moment, five ghost-like figures stood down this path. All five of them are spectral. They're wearing large, heavy robes. They look a little bit shorter than your standard humans and they are walking slightly off the ground, almost hovering towards the city. Um, okay. Um, I'm thinking we get back up, we go yeah. back into the city, but we'll... Should we hide in one of the buildings closest I'm, to the I'm gate? Thinking, I'm wondering if we hide in the watchtower. Yes. I know it's only part built, but I'm thinking that's where we hide. Some cover's better than no cover. Exactly. Yeah, um, I'm down with that, and we'll watch and see what happens. Yeah, I want to see where these ghosts, well, well, where, where these spectral figures go. You know, the likelihood is they've probably seen us anyway, but if they follow us in there, then that's, you know, we'll either make a deal or, you know, um, or they'll carry on on whatever it is that they're doing, because they don't see, they didn't, I'm assuming they didn't look particularly like wraiths. No, as they're starting to get a little bit closer, both of you having seen the fresco, the robes and the way they're kind of slightly hunched over, Reminds you a little bit of how the people of Ib were depicted. Mm. Oh, even more interesting. Um, yeah, right. Well, I'm thinking we'll basically we'll try and get some cover in the watchtower, and we'll watch them. You know, watch as what you know, watch whatever it is that they are doing. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, we'll get get some cover, and we'll, we can obviously see what happens and make up a plan on our next move. Yeah. Okay. So you guys push yourselves up off the floor feeling just awful. It's like your entire body was suddenly starved for a few days. Like you are actively withering, but you run back inside and you feel a little bit better, but you're still hit with that same just oppressive sense of despair. And you run towards the watchtower that isn't too far from the main wall. And like say, it's partially built, but the door isn't even there anymore as you kind of walk through just this open portal to the inside of a very decayed and rotten watchtower, but it has some stone and marble steps that lead upstairs, which I'm guessing if you want to try watch things, that's where you're probably going to head. Mm -hmm. You run up the stairs and start to get a view on like the second floor out of the city, and as you reach there, that's when 
the ghosts of Ib make their way through the front gate of Sarnath and they begin floating into the city and you watch as they start to split up and go into different buildings and then they come back out again and start marching in and you can see from the watchtower that more of these ghosts are coming from the lake and starting to make their way towards the city as well. These first five that got here are heading towards the path that you went away from to get away from the city center. You hear that horn go off a couple of more times and you can just see in the distance. Do me a perception to see how much detail you get of this. Yep. I'll do one, yeah. Perception. Yeah, well, oh, got a six. I got a twenty. Twenty. Uh, Rogar, you notice different spirits are appearing inside the city of Sarnath. Not those shadowy, belly-formed ones, but now more concentrated, ghost-like apparitions. And they look with a twenty. You can say they look armed and armored. You guess that maybe this was Sarnath's army at one point, or its defenders guys who were building the fortifications and trying to hold off whatever happened and as they sort of run to where those fortifications once stood the ghosts of Ib just decimate them. They are torn apart and destroyed and more of these defenders start coming and you realize you're basically reliving what happened Uh, with a 20 you can see in the distance a man that you guess was probably once the commander of the army. He looks in far fancier clothes and he seems to be issuing orders and pointing around, but he does run away from the front line as his soldiers are just slaughtered. And you watch as he runs back towards the city center. Um, can, can we, like, well, um, I'm wondering if we can follow, maybe? Oh, you're a little distance away at the moment. I mean, you can try go down and follow if you want. What do we think? Um, so whether they see us as a threat or not, I mean, if this is just like a sort of like reenactment, like sort of the energy of the city, sort of like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's whether they didn't even, even notice we were there, sort of thing, even if you know what I mean. If it's well, I think they cl- they clearly would like they clearly wouldn't see us fall onto the floor, is my, under- is my understanding, and yeah. they didn't bother with us at all. Yeah, uh-huh. how about if we sneaked along just to be just to be safe? Or try to. Um, I mean, I'm more than I'm more than happy to try. Like I say, I'm not a stealthy boy, but mm. so, we can give it a go. We can give it a go. Why not? Yeah. You're gonna try stealth behind the first five ghosts that made it to the city. Um. Well. Um. Yeah. If they're still, if they're still, if they're still about, I don't know. Is this is this replaying again and again, or is it just like we've seen at them the moment? In, we've seen all them people get murdered. You've seen all these people get murdered. From what you can see at the moment, the ghosts are making their way into the city, like deeper into the city, and you can mm-hmm. see other ghosts coming from the lake towards the city gates. Oh, right. So okay. we'd be in between the two. Yeah, that's my only worry. Um, but then again, if these people are after the statue, right, which is what I assume they are, then like keep continually reliving this, they're not getting it back, are they? So, maybe they need it back. In which case, we can do a deal. Yes, we can try and find this for them. Exactly. And then take um, it back. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm up for that. Because um, in theory, if they worship a great old one, they should recognise the symbol, Whispering Man, as well. Yes. Um, so, they, well, they might still attack me, but in theory they shouldn't. Um, 
It's whether, yeah, in theory they shouldn't. It's whether, and so we don't know what they are. Like, you know what I mean, properly. Whether they, we don't even know if they can think that way anymore. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to take the chance because there's, there's got to be a, there's got to be a solution to it, and the solution is usually would be us making a deal to do something. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm down with that. Yeah, so I'm thinking we are gonna we are gonna follow these five guys, um, you know, on uh, and try and keep far enough ahead of the other ones that are coming in the city that you know, like not so much that they, just so that they don't like, hopefully they don't attack us straight away. Mm. <laughs> so um, yeah, we are we're gonna follow these original five. Yeah, probably well, probably what would be a good idea as well is don't make sure we're not going in sort of with weapons drawn or anything like that, so we yeah, don't look yeah. a threat. Exactly. Okay. So, I would need some uh, stealth rolls then. I to be uh, stealthy boys. Oh God, a six. <laughs> oh, um, oh, well, we're fucked. I rolled an eleven. Okay. When I roll an eleven, <laughs> <laughs> Meatbone got a natural nineteen. Yeah. Motherfucker! I, fe- <laughs> I fell down the fucking. I fell down the fucking stairs. <laughs> yeah, so Meatbone heads off first, all nice and stealthy as he makes his way back into the uh, city streets. You two, as you're walking down and you're trying to stay behind these ghosts, you start hearing those shadowy spirits of the citizens screaming, and it completely throws you off and unnerves you, and unfortunately, you trip into each other and start making too much noise, and one of the ghosts of Ib turn around and start heading back towards you. I think hands up, we're not a threat. We come in peace? We come in peace, yeah. We're not... As it's heading towards you, um, so both of you do me an inside check. Yep. I'd say it's getting to about 60 feet away from you at the moment. 20. Nice. 24, not 20! Not 20, (laughs) 24. Okay. Um, Seeing how this thing's moving and acting, you take a stab that you might be right that this is replaying the events but in that same vein these things are almost working on either autopilot or under direct control of their presumable master Bokrug so these things are acting purely as emissaries of pure vengeance and Mm. trying to communicate with them you don't even know if they will understand your intentions um, um, do we mention what we've seen at the temple? I um, think we mentioned Bookrug. Yes, we, me- yes, we mentioned that yes. we're 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 here to um, make contact with Bookrug. Yeah. Um, see if that like, you know, um, make see if that makes kind of any any difference as he's heading towards us. Okay, what do you say to it? It is floating uh, I, I, towards I, you. It's. I'm just going to say, well, I, I I come I come with a message for Bookrug. Uh, as you can see, I'm an emissary of. Um, I'm not gonna be able to say his name. <laughs> um, like, like me, the person. <laughs> um, uh, um, I can't, I can't say it. <laughs> can, can somebody say it for me? To be fair, you've not seen the name actually written yet so far. I've heard, no, you've heard the whispering man and the crawling chaos. Those are the two titles that you've tied together. Okay, I'll use the crawling chaos because people didn't seem to understand the whispering man, so I'll use crawling chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 
make me a oh sorry finish what you were saying sorry i'm getting ahead so, of myself yeah uh, as that's 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 what i'm saying you know um you know we're here to speak with buckrug we have a a message from um i come with a message from the crawling chaos okay make me a persuasion check <laughs> oh no oh no a, a wonderful five <laughs> five okay this thing doesn't seem to register what you're saying. Does whatever is directing it, your words just don't break through. And as it gets close, its robes start to open up and you are just hit with this horrifying visage of its true form. This bloated, amphibious, monstrous entity. Whether it's been made to look worse in death, you don't know. But I need all three of you to make me wisdom saving throws. Okie dokie. Wisdom save. Oh shit. Five. You get a plus one. Ah. Oh, still six. Six. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, Rogar, you pass. Yes. Meatbone also passed. Oh no. Oh, Varys. Varys, you did not pass. So. I'm dead. First, first off, you're frightened. Yay! For the next minute. Um. And you failed by more than five. So. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, um, Taris is dead, isn't he? No. <laughs> um, You're stuck. No. Uh, Varys, as this horrifying view washes over you, you feel it drain you. Similar, A bit similar to how when you left the city, you suddenly felt physically weaker. Something similar seems to wash over you and your bones start to lock up a little bit your muscles start to feel achy and weakened mm -hmm. and as you look at your hands you notice wrinkles starting to form oh what the fuck because you have just aged 40 years holy shit so you're like a half elf so you're not too bad that's not too bad not yeah, too like, bad. You are now definitely a uh, middle-aged half-elf from a dry hey. half-elf. Hey, so I'm now 85. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I'm, thinking, uh, I'm thinking she's it. <laughs> I'll just change that now while I can. There we go. I think with the, your uh, sudden midlife crisis, that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, oh no. That's put us in a predicament as well, because it's not going to just end there, is it? <laughs> no, no. We still have to run. <laughs> I mean, right now, Varys really wants to run, because he's frightened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You can't go towards fuck it. fuck out of there, yes. Yeah. Hey, on the positive, uh, Meatbone and uh, Rogue are, Im are immune to horrifying visage for the next 24 hours, so, you know. Uh... <laughs> um yeah but i don't want to kill it <laughs> god damn it <laughs> you, we kill oh. it we're gonna have the whole fucking army after so the thing is though if we run out of the city now there's gonna be you hundreds probably, of them well it's not even that i bet we lose another two constitution points which will screw us <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you remember getting to zero of an attribute is insta death yeah, yeah I, have, I have i have i have, I have nine left <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to try and hide 
if we can run and hide. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's okay. You can you can run back into the house with the hug monster. Oh God! Who's to say the hug monster wasn't killed by these things? Who knows? Mm. <laughs> Possible. Possible. But anyway, I hope you both enjoyed the session. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot happened. That, yeah, a lot went on. Some interesting revelations, some uh, possible ideas of what you need to do here, but uh, some obstacles in the way. Yeah. Yeah, just to say the least. <laughs> well, that was uh, Gunpowder Treason No Plot. You can find us on all major podcast providers, and if you wish to communicate with any of us, I am on Twitter at, at @treasonno, and my players are there as well, with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website under Gunpowder Treason No Plot, and a Facebook page under Gunpowder Treason No Plot, both of which full of lore and backstories and things like that. Fun things. And, uh, you know what? I'll hand it over to my co-host to say their goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Resgar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, Europe for now. And yes, you can also find me on these amazing podcasts, but you can also find me on the UK RAD Live podcast, uh, where we have just announced we are doing the Christmas Crab Sack Challenge for the, I think, the fourth year in a row. So yeah, that that, that should be fun. You can find us on uh, all the all good UK all all good podcast catchers like iTunes, Breaker, Podbean, and all the other good places. But you can also Oh, did I say we're on Twitter? We are on Twitter, at UKRD Podcast, and we're on Facebook. But you can also find my other character, Steve AOTGTNP, who is generally a shit house and likes taking it out on poor old Rogar here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I hope everyone in, at home enjoyed, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Evil, and my minions and I were wondering something. Are you evil? Does it bring you great satisfaction when you see somebody trip? Do you frequently plot the demise of those that have wronged you? Do you associate more with pop culture villains than you do cliche heroes? Does just looking at a do-gooder make you go, Ugh. Are you looking for a podcast featuring other like-minded villains who speak about any and all things evil? You answered yes to any of these questions, and I have something very, very special for you. A Necessary Evil podcast, part of the Necropodicon Network. We eat, drink, and sleep villainy. Our podcast has everything from villainous plots to tips and advice on how to become a better villain. So come on over. We'll leave the door unlocked. And I might not even booby trap it this time. <laughs> Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.